What's up guys? You are on the air and off the books with Beth Ann and Samantha. And today we are going to be reviewing The Night Circus by Aaron Morgenstern. And today we have three special guests. Introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Justin. I'm the assistant head of Health Team Services here at the library. I am Kaylee Pemberton. I am the marketing and communications manager at the Greater Kokomo Economic Development Alliance. And I am Ben Rutz. I am her husband, and I am also the digital media coordinator here for the library. Woo! Thank you guys for joining us. So we are going to kind of be discussing the Night Circus. There will be spoilers, but we will tell you when you should stop listening if you want to read the book and you don't want us to spoil the whole thing for you. But... Um, so who wants to kind of explain what this is about? Kaylee does. <laughs> I, I do love this book. I, I think this is my fourth read-through on um, The Night Circus. That's amazing. Yeah, like, that is amazing. I want to be you and read this book again. Just it, Yeah, it is definitely worth a reread. Um, I think, honestly, this is one of the most beautiful books that I've ever read, and I, I encourage everybody to read it. Um, basically, you have a circus, and it's only open at night, and that's the whole book. That's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> honestly... That um, really is mostly, like, the focal point, to yeah. sum it up in, like, one sentence, but... I don't know. I will say that I feel like the type of person that would love this book is the type of person that really loves, like, elaborate world building, um, yes. and maybe, like, a magic system that's not super-duper well-explained, but is feels very whimsical, mm -hmm. at least in my and mind. And open to interpretation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what did we all think of this book, first off? Okay, you start. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to love it. I made it through the first half, and I could not go on. And this, okay. I think it's because my mind cannot focus on a billion characters. So there was, like... There were a lot of characters. There were so many characters and, like, so many... I don't know. There was just a lot of description, and I'm just, like... A speed reader so I think that was the issue for me as I couldn't focus and really and it was also set in the past you yes had a very hard time reading like a historical yes I do not read historical and I guess I didn't realize that that was the case when we had picked I didn't this. either I thought it was gonna be in like modern times well wasn't this put up on a poll to see what it was yes it was yes. but we also wanted to read this okay. Mm -hmm. This well, is yeah, something that's that right. we... you just stack the poll. All things I want to read. So. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, I saw it in Books a Million like 47 times, and I really like the cover. And I'm a big like cover buyer. And so you judge a book suggest... by its cover? Absolutely. Yes, but if somebody <laughs> like suggests a book to me or I see it and I keep saying it, I will buy it or sure. read it. And I feel like there are like mm, five main characters. Like, per... well, ooh. Maybe seven, like, crucial characters to the book. So, and these are people, like, you can't, like, get rid of because it helps the story move along. So she's not wrong. You're not wrong in saying, like, this is very character-focused. Like, you have to have all these people to make this work to the end. And I think some things are so subtle that happen that are so necessary to the ending of the book that it almost, like, I lose them trying to, like, sift through everything. Yeah. But the way that it's written is just fantastic. And that's what I loved the most about it, is the way that it's written. 
my favorite chapter is the very last chapter. And I don't mean that mean. <laughs> but it's just because I feel like the author's voice comes through so much in A.H., that, that character. Mm-hmm. And the way he talks about, like, storytelling, like, fantasy, like, dragons and stuff like that. It was just, like, I could frame that on a wall and, like, yeah. just reread it. So it makes sense why you love that. But the very last bit of the book, when it all kind of ties up in a pretty bow, I like the best. Um, but that was my favorite part, is the way that she writes this. Um, she's a fantastic writer. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I can see why you've reread it. And I'm sure you've picked up a lot more things rereading it multiple times. I did, yeah. And, you know, kind of going off of what you talked about, and I think this might be a little bit of a spoiler here, but Mr. A.H., Every time I've read through this, he seems just as bad as Hector. You know, yeah. they're, they're both bad, evil guys kind of working against each other and using these pawns in their game. But this reread, I didn't feel so much like he was evil and like I hated him. Like, I felt like there was a little bit of a redeeming quality there. I think he was trying to make a point, and this might be spoilers as well, because at the very end when he's talking about, like, because you don't know why they're doing this, and I think that was the most frustrating part for me, is you don't know why they're competing. Mm -hmm. It seems pointless. Like, it's fruitless. Right. And all it does is to serve to, like, teach this lesson that doesn't need to be taught in this way. And so when he talks about how it's just a matter of showing people that people can learn in different ways and, like, teaching is different and that, like, you can arrive to the same point through different means... But everybody dies or, like, you lose the love of your life and stuff like that. It's just, like, crazy. But he talks about it, like, and so is the way of the world. Like, and it's so, like, when you come to it, like, it's just, like, hitting a brick wall. And you're just, like, oh, okay, I see. Like, and I think that's why I like the very last chapter because he talks about, like, every story is important. And when these people come together and they're bound this way, that it's just, like, this magical, like, you can't help but to love it. You can't help but to be invested. So, yeah, I, I... I liked it, but I didn't like it. So I think I would want to reread it again, not listening to it and not on the ebook and like read the actual physical book because it differentiates between like all the chapters and you can tell like with all of the like subheadings and everything. And I think that would help me a lot to know what I'm listening to, what I'm seeing and hearing. And I really had to like go and do like cliff notes to see what was happening at the very beginning. And I think that was unfortunate. Yeah, the physical copy of the book does a really good job of uh, showing you exactly what time period that things are in because this jumps back and forth so much in time, you know, listening to it. And I listened to it on Libby as well. And I I loved it because, you know, I I grew up uh, listening to the the Harry Potter books on um, audiobook, and it's the same British voice actor that does... Yeah, and so I, I don't know, I, and since it was a magical book, I was like, I was getting some really strong Harry Potter vibes, you know, from it, even though it's so different, like such a different magic system, different world and everything. Yeah. Um, uh, but um, I don't know, I, 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 it took me a little bit to be able to, to figure out that it was really jumping back and forth in time so much, and I think knowing that going in, you know, would have made the book easier to read. I yeah. did love it, though. I, I think it's a really, really solid book. Like you were saying, the, the writing style, like the way that she, Stunning. like, tells, you know, like the way that she builds out this world is just, like, you can really feel it, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, I disliked a lot of the characters, but in a way that, like, I wanted to figure out what happened with them, not, not like, the type of annoying character that's like, I don't even want to read this anymore because yeah. this, you know... But, like, a lot of the characters are just unlikable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in a, in, a, in a way that you really want to 
still figure out what, what happens. Agreed. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I listened to it through, through the audiobook, and I still enjoyed it, but you just have to know going in that, like, there is a lot of time jumps going on here, and you have to really pay attention to those moments to figure out when things are happening. Yeah, I feel like the the formatting of the physical book really does help. She was intentional. Yes, she yeah. was. You get all these like second person views of walking around the circus. You get Frederick's, um, you know, like articles or, or blurbs or you know things that he's writing throughout the story. And it, it's very clear when you're reading the physical book when those spaces are happening. And I think. Sorry, I'm just. Like, all of these, like, little, like... Yeah, like the little black pages? Yeah, I yeah. think they... Because, well, you know, like, Widget and Poppet, and the way that they, like, read the stars and everything like that. Like, it, the book is extremely intentional in the way that it's set up. So, I think she intended for it to be... You can tell it was her labor of love. Mm-hmm. Like, she, like, put her whole everything into writing this book. I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. What did you think of the book? I think the hardest part of writing is always like describing things and the way she describes things is just kind of beautiful and magical and it it felt very real even like the magic parts yeah which I think is really hard to do yeah I agree and I agree with that too and that's something that I typically struggle with in books is that like I don't love it when an author like has sets their character into a room and then describes every intimate That's, detail about yeah. the room, yeah. but ultimately like. it doesn't really matter. It's a room that they walked into right. that we're never going to see again. Right. Um, but and so typically, like super descriptive books are not something that's my jam. But like everything was so important in this book, and so getting that description was so, you know. Yeah, important. I mean, so it was It was in a good way that it was very descriptive. The book doesn't work if you can't describe the circus. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. And I think exactly. that was my favorite part is when she was describing the circus. I think that's what I enjoyed the most. But I think we were also, like, super confused, like, until probably, like, what, the halfway point? Yeah. We were confused about... So she talks about... Or the author talks about it's the circus. Oh, uh, well. yeah. So I think yes. we're full-on spoilers at this point. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Stop here. Yeah. Pump the brakes. <laughs> Just keep listening and read the book. It's going to be fine. Yeah. yeah. It, it be should fine. be fine, yeah. So we were confused, first off, about the circus in the beginning. We were like, With okay. Hector. Okay, so they're describing the circus here, and now she's 17, and now they're talking about starting the night circus. So... What were we reading about, like, when the she was six beginning. years old? Right. So that was not actually a circus. So the book opens with the night circus, and it's like, I'm not exactly sure the interpretation of what you're supposed to be getting because it's in, what, second person, where you physically are the one that is uh, uh, joining the circus or going to the circus? Yeah, it changes right. perspective quite a lot. But then it immediately jumps from you going to the circus to Prospero uh, and his performance. It was not at the night circus. It was just a performance that he was doing. Gotcha. Uh, and so when she's a little kid, you know, it's like there's... There's a transition there between between those two scenes. So it's not actually at the circus that Prospero is doing the performance. Is that right? Right. And I think that very first oh that very first chapter, that second person um, perspective, is really just setting the stage for the circus. So you kind of know what you're walking into. And I feel like I would have known that if I had read this physical copy. Right. Because when I listen to it and then like because they don't differentiate, they don't tell you the like the headings and stuff. 
And that's going to be so hard. I can't imagine. Yeah, yeah. I would well, have been super confused. And that's why we were so confused. And on the ebook, it doesn't do it either, does it? It does do it on the ebook, yes. Okay, because I was like, this doesn't, it didn't like break it all up for me because I was like, she's part of a circus because AH is like getting on to Hector because he's like, this is like, why would you do this? Like, why would you be a performer? Or like, this is kind of like a mockery to what we do, essentially. And he was just like, well, why wouldn't I, you know? And so I'm like, she's part of this night circus, right? And But it doesn't, like, it never said, like, the little blurbs where, um, is it Frederick? Is that his name? And then, like... Oh, yeah, the, um, the, the clock like, guy. like, the little, yeah. And, like, the little, like, quotes in between. And that started immediately, and I didn't even know that. And that super confused me. Because when you said, like, she's 17 and she's just now joining the night circus, and I was like, wait, <laughs> sure. hold on, I don't understand. And she's, like, just now performing and everything, and I'm like, well, I don't think I, I missed everything. So I was like, okay, I need to, like, cheat and, like, look yeah. up and see what's happening because I had no idea that it was working out that way, but it makes sense now. Yeah. And I feel like I'm such a slow reader. I feel like I should go back and reread it <laughs> just to see if I like it better like as this copy I would honestly I don't like recommending that because I feel like people should read it the way that they want to but I really think you should read the physical copy of this book honestly yeah or sure. maybe even just have the physical copy if you are going to listen to it and yeah kind of go along that sure. would actually help but I also lot. think that like you know if you just know going in when you when you do listen to the audiobook if you just pay really close attention to the beats to the start of the chapters and what time period that we're in because it does it, ba- it bounces back and forth quite mm-hmm. quite often and if you're not paying attention and then you're like okay who's this bailey guy like mm-hmm. like yeah. and we're like you know a quarter of the way through the book and we're introducing and he grows he gets older right? yeah right yeah, yeah quite a bit yeah. Yes, and he becomes, like, such a crucial part of the circus, and I wasn't anticipating that. Because mm-hmm. I was like, this is just, like, filler, kind yeah. of. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, you're the freaking linchpin, dude. Like, yeah. it's all on you. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize. That doesn't tie up to the end of the book either, but the my favorite part of the book is the end, when it all kind of just, like, okay, it's, like, all sliding into place. Like, right. everything kind of cements and I love that it's not super clean. Um, like, it didn't really 100% work out for Celia or for Marco. I mean, they were, you know, they kind of got their happy ending, but it wasn't neat and perfect, and I, I really like that. But she did figure out how to gain that, um, like, immortality, like mm-hmm. her father wanted. Right. And messed up. I think that was really cool. And they were a part of something that they loved. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the love story, too, is that they got each other, but they also got the circus, which was the true, yeah. like, their true part of their soul, which I appreciated. And I like that Bailey's just this random, regular boy who becomes the most important part of this magical thing. Right. What I didn't get was Widget and how he became the most crucial part of the story, but he wasn't written as crucial as I wanted him to be. Yeah. He's literally, like, the narrator. Like, he is telling the story but you don't know until the very last page right. of this book sorry mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's, that's <laughs> and I was just like so stunned I was like what <laughs> I mean it was awesome at the same time I was like makes sense as a, as a guy that is you know his magical ability is to be able to like get glimpses into the past even mm-hmm. though he's not even born until like 
what the halfway point. When the bonfire, she's like what seventeen. Yeah, born. yeah, and mm-hmm. so we're still getting all of these looks into the past. You know, and he's still telling us about it because of his power. It's so interesting, and then like you have the like Poppet and Bailey love story going on too. It's very mm-hmm. romantical. I did not expect that the person that gave Bailey the white glove was Poppet. For some reason, I thought I, it was Celia. I thought it was Celia the yeah. entire time, too. And I also I thought, thought when they introduced Isabel, I thought that she was Celia. Okay. Like, under a different name. Because I thought says, she was, too. He says, when they, like, introduce her, it seems like she's lying about her name. And I was like, oh, it's Celia. Yeah. She's covering it because it talks about, like, you because in the beginning it's like, you can be whatever you want, and why is this guy... Saying his name is this, and he wears it like a yeah. hat and changes them out. And I'm like, Isabel, Celia. And they're already, like, falling in love. And yeah, that's what know. I thought. And then all of a sudden it's like, that's not her. Ha <laughs> 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 Surprise. <laughs> you messed all that up. <laughs> but, and then also the other thing is, is that she does all these different card readings, and I'm not as familiar with, like, the cards. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of confused about what certain things meant, and, like, I wanted, like, more explanation. Right. Because... You want to tell us about I that? I feel like... Well, and I feel like even, you know, if you do read cards, um, they, they refer to the cards in the French names. And so if you're not familiar with the French names, that can be confusing too. And there's really no explanation of those names or what those cards are supposed to, you know, represent. You're kind of left to interpret that yourself. Um, I definitely think Isabel is getting a lot of um, there's like some kind of conflict, there's some kind of romance, and I think for a long time she misinterprets that and thinks that has to do with her. And then there, Bailey comes in, and I think that, you know, she sees that in her cards as well. I think that she moves the plot along very well. Like, she's those points that, like, skip around. And I feel like if you would look up what she puts in as those cards, you would be able to really know what's coming next. Mm-hmm. But I just... I, I should have, but I didn't. I think I was so worried about, like, rifling through everything else. I was just like, I wish yeah. she would explain a little bit more what this means, and then I would kind of know. I mean, it reveals itself, but it... I would have liked... I hate saying I would like more information because there's so much information, but that <laughs> yeah. was interesting to me. And I liked, like, all of the different characters, the dynamic. And then, is it Sukiko? Is that... Yeah, uh-huh. Yes. How you say it? Um that was the really contortionist, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Her revelation. Oh, my gosh. It just blows my mind. So crazy. And oh, also, yeah. like, the fact that I'm so glad that she decided to put somebody in who has fought in the battle before, even though she didn't really give any answers. And she just kind of, like, I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to explain. Like, she goes to her, like, tell me like give me the answer like what am I supposed to do like why is this happening and even she's just like I've been through and I don't even like know <laughs> so Samantha did you get to the point where they actually explained like what the rules of the battle was I got to exactly 50 percent okay. oh because you read through the ebook so you actually knew yes um but no I don't think I got to that point yet okay so what do, you think, also... what do you think that the rules are just based on your halfway point I have no idea Okay. I'm like, okay, so my downfall is I'm a speed reader, and this was a very descriptive book. So I think that's why we didn't click. The, the rules are not clicking. explained by that point. Okay. So you so it's not like you missed something. 
I just assumed that they were going to fight and whoever died, and they were going to, like, somebody was going to have to die. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I did get that from the very beginning, like, because when he talks about it at the very beginning, when he puts the ring on her finger, he's just like, are you willing to let take this risk with your daughter? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, well, she's going to die. <laughs> like, <laughs> obviously, somebody's going to, like, uh. <laughs> But I feel like you kind of know at the very beginning, too, that it's going to be a love story. Like, that they have to fall in love, like, some kind of way, like... That it has to happen like that. But, like, as far as any of the other rules, like, there's not really... She they did can't really say, touch... Celia did say, I'm already married. I. That's why I was going to ask, like, okay, did she mean, like, she was, like, married to the competition? Married that's kind of how I took it, yeah. Okay. Well, because it's, like, her whole existence. Like, that's... Right. What she was working for. I mean, that was everything. Is So I need a spoiler. Do they duel it out? The well, they, to the, death. the whole book is them doing that. They, um, they, mean, fall, they fall right? in love. No, right. but you're right. Um, yeah, the whole every, book is the duel. Yeah. Which I didn't understand. I thought it was going to be like, okay. That's, <laughs> that's what I was expecting. Like, And I was waiting for that epic fight scene that never happened. And I was just like, oh, the tense that they make. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, like I made this wishing tree. And now you have to go and you have to do this other spectacular thing. And all these tents pop up and the circuits gets bigger and bigger and bigger. But the magic gets more and more unstable because they're doing so much that they can't keep it together. So, like, he builds this, like, ice garden. But what turns out is that they're battling each other. But they're also trying to, like, impress each other with these things that they do. Because it's they're like falling more and more. It's to each other. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, She's so pretty, so I'm going to build this little oil <laughs> for her. So, like, she's going to be so impressed, but at the same time, I'm going to win. Like, kind yeah. of a thing. So that, that I also had to look up. <laughs> yeah, I just assumed there was going to be, like, some, like, crazy, like, battle. Fight scene. I want yeah. so much. But that's just what I like to read. Yeah. I think so. we're so used to reading, like, crime novels that we, like, make these, like, crazy predictions. Yes. I mean, there are people that fight and then die in this book. I mean, well, not fight, but that die. I mean, there's, like, a knife that's thrown out. Okay, I need to know who okay. dies. Oh, yeah, heart. he died, and that really who? was sad. Frederick. Yeah. Okay. He dies, and that's really, really sad. I didn't expect that to happen, but I was like... I guess the only some one? turmoil has to happen no, to shake up the end. Yeah. Like, oh, I mean... Yeah. Oh, I read that Tara died. Yes. She, like, got yes. pushed in front of the train or something, or she... She, she jumped finished. in front. She, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But she found out, kind of. But it says in the book that, that she then. was... So it says that... It's, so they're living... How do you explain this? Like, they're not aging. Right. People right. who live within and are contained in the circus are... Um, Managed that way by Marco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read that. They don't that age. Part. They don't die. And the only reason why the twins were born, nobody has children. Like, yeah. it's just like this self-contained like bubble. Um, and so anybody outside of that, he doesn't have any control over like their mental state or what the magic does to affect them or all this stuff. I think that's why we see the decline of um, what is his name? Is it Chandrish? Oh, Chandrish. Right. Um, Oh, yeah, the he, guy like, that kills. He becomes, like, yeah. so mentally unstable because of what's happening, because he lives outside of that bubble, and Margot can't can't control what happens to them and how that affects them. Because she was living on the outside, and she could see, like, something is not right. Like, this is for an exterior motive. It's not actually for... And I think the point was for it to be grim. 
Like, it was not supposed to be this, like, beautiful, not just this beautiful fantasy, but the, like, this beautiful, like, blood-covered story underneath. Mm -hmm. So it's supposed to be sad and wonderful and magical and depressing. And I think that was one of my biggest complaints starting out, too, is that it was so black and white. But I think she meant it to be that way. With a little now bit of red. Now at the end, with a little bit of red, yeah. <laughs> Honestly. But it was so depressing that I was just like, this is so sad. Yeah. It's like cutting her fingertips open. And mm-hmm. he's like killing birds. And like, he's mean. And he right. crushed her hand. Like with, yeah. no, like, it was so abusive and so like, hard to like get through. Because it just seemed like there was no happy ending ever. But we did get that, essentially. Mm-hmm. But it was supposed to be so dark and foreboding the whole time. Right. You know, it's interesting that you always viewed A.H. as, like, evil. I mean, because the evil person, to me, reading through it the first time, was uh, was Hector from the get-go. Like, the stuff that you're describing, like, absolutely, like, I mean, kind of mutilating your, your child... To yeah. be able to force her to be able to heal herself is... He didn't really love her. Oh, it's... Yeah, of course he loved the ability she had and wanted to be able to prove that he yeah, could be yeah. his master again and again and again. You know? And, uh, but A.H., like, he, he was kind of a, he was kind of a jerk, but he was not, like, pure evil like Hector Right, right. Me. And I guess I just always thought that they were on that same level... But this time around, I, I didn't feel that way. Well, you know, I mean, he gives Marco his own space, you know, and I mean, he abandons him. Uh, well, and, and like, but is is uh, yes, yes. No, I'm not saying that he's not like a not great dude, but but I just don't feel like I just, I see them on the same level. And he's also still willing to like appease his apprentice and like play these games for like essentially centuries to no avail, and he knows it. Like, I'm, like, hurting all of these people through time, and eh, whatever, he'll learn one day, like, Mm -hmm. at the cost of everybody else, maybe he'll learn, because at the end, he kind of, maybe he does learn at the end, because he doesn't have anything to add. Like, he's finally got to the point where he's just like, maybe I'm done with this, like, Mm -hmm. this is not what I intended for it to be. Like, that was the breaking point. So he is the bad guy, but he does have, like, this wisdom to him. So that is redeeming, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. I think they're both the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're both the bad guy, but I'm just saying that, like, one is, like... Worse than true, the other? True, yeah. true evil, and the other is, like... Maybe, I guess. I feel like... Okay, I can argue. <laughs> <laughs> but I won't. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I, I feel like they are both the the bad forces, the antagonists here. You know, yeah. really, like, Marco and... Um, Celia, they're not working against each other. They're working against their their masters. Can I just say, though, Marco as a character, I hated him. All the way through the whole book. Really? I hated him. him. He was such a jerk. Mm -hmm. Like, the way that he treated Isabel, my favorite character (laughs) in this book... I despised Marco. Isabel was so nice. She was too pure for the world she was in. Yeah. And, like, the, the climax like, no. where she is just, like, like, tears down the circus to get revenge, you know? I was like, good on you, girl. You deserve this, you know? Screw that Marco guy. He says, like, I love you. He never, like, says, like, she's, like... Playing into these feelings that he never gives her. Right? I know. So she's being misled by her own emotions. Yeah, uh, 100%. I no. feel the same way. I, yes, 
Yes. And 100%. you have to look at his upbringing. The poor guy was abandoned. He doesn't know how to have a healthy relationship. Yeah, but that's not her problem. Yeah. Well, then why did she leave him? Because She's an independent, strong woman. <laughs> she can go. See you tomorrow. Bye. I'm leaving. Instead, she... she throws a fit. Like, he doesn't love me anymore. <laughs> well, I never said that. So, joke's on you, lady. I love <laughs> it. This is also coming from a romance hater. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm surprised that you, I feel like you liked the book more than I did. I Which is surprising. I do like it because of the way that it was written. I yeah, because my, I primarily read fantasy romance, and she absolutely does not. It's like miserable. You're like That's historical miserable. fiction. I love historical fiction. Yeah. So I maybe it related on a different, a better level that way. Yeah. That. Maybe it was the historical part, like the, you know. I don't know. I just really loved the way that it, if it was written any other way, I don't think it would have worked. It had to be this person this time with this story. Like, it was just... I fully agree, 100%. And I think that's why it's so difficult for our speed readers in general because yeah. you have to get that description or you're just not going to fall in love with the book. Right. You have to hang on every word. Oh, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't read every word of a book. I can't do it. Just well, on, just I guess that's the benefit of being slow. <laughs> the one time. <laughs> Good job. One time. Slow and steady enjoys the race. That's right. Yes. That's right. But I also yes. drown in the details, so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's probably what makes me hate most things. It's like, why do they do this? And you're just like, just read it. Shut up and just read it. Like, just enjoy the book. Who cares? I don't know why it's read. Just move on. Like. <laughs> so I feel like I'm the only one that really disliked Marco and really loved Isabel. What are the characters that you guys really... Frederick was my favorite character, actually. I, I loved Frederick. Um, I love that people were reading his stories and falling in love with the circus, and I feel like that's how I am as the reader. I'm reading this, and I want to be in the circus and experience it. And I'm kind of upset because I can't, so I'm kind of mad at Morgan Stern and, um, you know, just this inability to actually go and experience it in real life. But I, he was my favorite, so when he died... He was my least favorite. Really? What? No way! I hated it. I was like, okay, you're really obsessed. Like, very obsessed. And I almost thought it was unhealthy. Yeah. And it was sad that he died because he had such a connection with Celia, but I almost, like, mistook that as, like, him trying to get something out of her. Like, I, it almost felt like maybe this is going to turn and he's going to, like, betray her or, like, can we trust this guy? Like, I don't know. Like, because he's, he loves so much and he fell so fast with the circus. I just didn't like his uber obsession with it, I guess. And I, that's why I didn't really like Bailey or the... The people who follow the circus so hard because I was like, this is like consuming your life. This right. can't be good for you. <laughs> like, you're tra leaving everything behind and trailing, but maybe that's the whimsy of it. I don't know. I did think that, like, it. I'm sure there are people who would do that, but I agree. I feel like that's too much. You know, yeah. go when you can. Maybe go out of your way when it. Let it be your favorite. You guys but just like, aren't fish fans, I don't think. We're Grateful not Dead. Fish. <laughs> just going on tour with Grateful Dead all year. I, I have not had the pleasure of doing that. Me neither. What is a Fish fan? Fish is a band that also has a very big following. Yeah. Oh. Like Dave Matthews. Okay. I but Dave but Matthews. I don't the fans fish. are more intense with Fish. Okay. Like people go to like 300 Fish shows. Okay. Yeah. Like, every Dave fan I've ever met has been to at least like five of his shows. I do know crazy Dave fans, so, yeah. I know a few as well. Yeah. So, but, but yeah. I don't. I don't know anybody that's ever been to a concert that's that 
you know, 300 times. Oh, yeah, when I was in college, I had a lot of fish mm-hmm. friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. White, widespread Panic? Is that the name of another band? I know there were a few bands. That they well, so to, with Fish, do people dress a certain way when they go to his concerts? Like, if you're a diehard Fish fan... You'd probably, probably wear the oldest fish shirt you have from <laughs> sure. concert. I don't know. Yeah. I've never been to a fish concert. Well, no, but they dressed in black and white and had a little bit of red. Like, that was the motif. Right. Right. Yes, and you can't obviously see this as an audio podcast, but uh, but Kaylee is dressed the part. Yes, I, she is. Yes, I just have a little splash of red because I'm not part of the circus, but I really enjoy it. Yeah. I think that's what was important. I think the difference between Bailey and them, though, was is that he was literally going to be the heart of the circus. That he knew it was his destiny in some way, but I don't know if that's because his love for Poppet made that happen, or if it was just like right place, right time, kind of a thing. But I did enjoy that. One thing I think is interesting is like with Bailey and Frederick, you know, they they kind of fall in love with these women, Poppet and Celia. But are they in love with the women, or is it more the circus? The character they're mm-hmm. portraying in the. Or just the, the role. Yeah, the, 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 role, yeah, the, the role they're playing in the... Excitement, the thrill of it, like, all of that. Yeah. True. I don't know why, but it hit me, like, ten minutes ago, and I got on my phone, you probably saw it, Google something. But there is a Shakespeare play, The Tempest. Have you guys read it? Right, and his name Prospero. is Prospero. Prospero. <laughs> I don't know why that never hit me. And, and he goes, calls her Miranda well, when she first comes to him. Yes. Yeah, and then also and you said Barnum would, Bailey. Yeah, I didn't know if that was a reference. The Bailey, Possibly. I didn't know if it was supposed to be, but I, I was recognizing names mm-hmm. in the books. So, well, but books. I would really like to go back and reread The Tempest because Prospero in that is an exiled royal mm-hmm. magic user. Yeah. And I'm like, well, now I would like to reread that. I want to read her saying how she wrote it, why she wrote it, like what she, that's what interests me the most. That's, yeah. that's what I want to do, really. So maybe not reread this, but like hear her say, this is why I did this. This is why I did this. Because I think that would be super awesome to hear her, even hear her talk about that. Right. Because there's, like you said, there's got to be a reason. There's gotta, I mean, unless there's not, and she's super clever yeah. to just randomly name him that. <laughs> but Oh, no, no, there are there, there are a lot of um, tie-ins to Shakespeare, not just... Well, it's kind of like a Romeo and Juliet thing, too, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mean, like, they forbidden love, like they can't have each other, but they... So that's how the duel comes to an end, though, is that yeah, it, it ends in a very Romeo and Juliet way. It's that both both of them try to sacrifice themselves, uh, but they end up together. So in eternity, yeah, down to the circus forever. Yeah, yeah. Like, can you imagine? Like, oh, we, how long even, are we, here? we never even lived together. We never lived <laughs> together. <laughs> oh, okay, but their entire lives were literally for each other in this. Yeah. And I think you know. that's what, like, Sukiko was saying, like, you know, they don't understand what they do when they bind you to someone like this because you're fading me to this person and then right. I'm supposed to, like, win, haha, like, yeah. you know, so it's just misery from the start. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's very so. cruel. It is very cruel. Yeah, but that was kind of the thing, like, I, I was so nervous for Isabel. From the moment that she entered the book. She was my favorite character. Mine too. Yeah, I really liked her. She was so nice, and Marco was just, he was a thumbs down for me. Yeah, total thumbs down. And I didn't like Celia either. Oh, I liked Celia. I liked Celia. Yeah. I really liked Marco. 
I think he might be my favorite. Um, oh, really? So what is it that you like about him? I just like... What are his redeeming qualities? I don't think he has any, but that's why I like it. It's because he is flawed, but he doesn't... He doesn't say he isn't. I mean, he doesn't, like, try to, like, cover up or anything like that. It's just, this is me, this is who I am, this is what it is. Like, I openly love you, take it or leave it, essentially, and, like... Okay, but if that were a real person, if I was like, I'm flawed and you're going to have to deal with it. Like, (laughs) I'm not going to work on myself, I'm just who I am. He doesn't say that. (laughs) I will not change. And also, like, because it's so not real life either, you know, because, like, he's just saying, like, here I am. Like, what are we going to do? Like, in this raw. But he doesn't say that he's not going to change. It's just that he, and I think he does, like, essentially. I think he does. I think he has growth. I think Celia does, too. I think she has the most growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, if and you had to pick a main character, it would be her. Right. For sure. Well, and she is flawed in a incredibly human way, in that, like, after Prospero screws up his immortality attempt and becomes, what, a ghost? Or... Uh, like a spirit. He's, like, yeah. stuck in between... Like, yeah. Like... This plane and that. She could have easily ignored everything that he ever said from that point on, because what's he gonna do? I think that's why I was annoyed with her that she just didn't. She wasn't just like, okay, bye. Well, well no, she but asked I, him to I leave think the party. She said, "Leave. I'm done." Like, yeah. She stands up for herself. She does, but at the same time, like she still takes the opportunities to speak with him. Yeah, at her, his request. But it's her father. Abuse that's has a I'm very saying. huge part to play in right. her mindset and the clutch that it has. Just like Marco and how he was lonely and he was abused essentially that way. I mean, it, it plays into their, like, psyche tremendously, their right. mental state. Like, that's oh, for sure. Are. You can't just, all of a sudden, just, whoop, all right, well, I'm a strong woman now, and I'm just, oh, I'm, this never happened. <laughs> like, also, that's all she knew is him. She, he is all she knew. Right. That's he it. also doesn't leave her alone. She has to actively work to block him out. And yes. And if you're constantly... That's got to be tiring. ...dealing with somebody who's like, hey, I'm right here, talk to me. Do what I t- I'm telling you to do. Like, that would be very... Yeah, And very she also annoying, didn't know who sure. else to go to, either, because she constantly went to him, too, for advice, even though he abused her. Like, what do I do with this? Like, I mean, she still went to him to try to learn and to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then I found... that her mother died? Like, committed suicide? Yeah, they I said didn't, that at the I of the did book. not... They did? Uh-huh. I didn't get that. I didn't miss that. Uh, missed that bad. Yeah, and I was like just like... three. Yeah, like, right, she right. she kills herself? I just thought she gave her up because she was like, That's what I know. Yeah, it said that, like, there was, like, a note or, like, a letter or something like that. Right, but I thought it was just like, hey, like, I'm here's not my doing kid, this. Bye. Yeah. Mm, yeah, by a parent suicide or something like that is what they, it mentions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the implication is just that her relationship with Hector just left her so empty that it was it was difficult for her to move on and kind of... And he was so flippant about his relationship, and then he throws in the face like, I knew her more in, like, two days than you ever did in your whole life. And I'm just like, I'm going to slap you in the face. It made me so mad. Yeah. (laughs) He was such an abusive father. And suicide is is a very frequent thing in this book, as it's happened, what, like, three times in the book? Or four times in the book? Well, so her mother and Tara. Tara, and then Celia and Marco in the end. Oh, okay. And, well, and Prospero. They, Wait, they so turn, they're they immortal die? now. They're no, not they dead. don't die. They go to... I don't to... think that they committed suicide. I think that they, they perfected what her father was trying to do. Right. Yeah. I mean, I know Marco But they're no longer a part of the, to... the material world. So they're spirits. Like, they're spirits. Yes. Yeah. Prospero. But I yes. think it was but more in a better successful way. than... Uh, yeah, than Got it. 
So they're still alive, just not not their physical physically. body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know that I would count that as suicide. I would just think that that's a means to an end. It's it was relief or freedom. Mm-hmm. It was the only way out. Yeah. yeah. Well, but, but really it, it essentially dead. gave them immortality so that the competition could never end, so it ultimately became a stalemate. Right, right. Yeah. And it allowed the circus to continue because that was one of uh, Celia's biggest concerns was if the competition ended, what happened to all the people involved in the circus and all the people who loved the circus? This had become so much bigger than just the two of them, and she was worried about that. Yeah. So this takes place, of course, so this ends in still relatively the early 1900s. Do we think that after their sacrifice to keep the circus going, do we think, yeah, it's 2022 at this point, that the circus is still going on today? I think that's the intent. Yeah. That it would be happening that way. I mean, I think that's what we're supposed to feel is going on. Mm-hmm. I would go to the circus. I would. Oh, yeah. really Even though would. I didn't enjoy the book, I would go see it. I would be miserable at this circus. I'll be. I'm not gonna lie. I I think I would love the circus, but I just know my body. And after a certain point, when I get really tired, and it's only at night, like I gotta wait up, and so I'm gonna be so excited about going to the circus. And I have many times. I'm just saying that, like, if it but doesn't open until magic, 7... No, but I think the magic of it is when you walk into the circus that it keeps you invigorated yeah. to keep going. Now you're it's awake midnight and I'm that. so tired. That's the magic. Like, and it's you're great. getting some in. coffee. Yeah. You'll be fine. It's supposed to be, like, drawing in and, like, this is something I can't miss out on. And it's, like, everything. Like, that's the literal magic of it. I think if I had to pick, like, a crazy, like, career, I would be in a circus. Yeah? I I've always that. said that. What would yeah. your thing be? I would be... An acrobat? Yes. No way. Yes. Interesting. I was about to say, I could see you, like, doing all the cool, crazy... That's yeah. what I would do. Okay, There's you no can do throw that. up. You could. I can? Yeah. Yeah, for real. You're like, wait, what? Sign me up! <laughs> it reminds me of, like, Cirque du Soleil. Is what it reminds me of. I would like break every bone in my body. Yeah. Yeah, but you, sometimes that's just what gonna, it takes. They're not just gonna be like, okay, I'm you're hired, hired and just throw you up there and catch. Like, there's a, there's a net, probably. Maybe. I, I I went to school with a couple girls that were in the Peru circus. I would not be in a circus. I think it would be so fun. I would love to be the one that like hands out like the caramel corn. I think that'd be really. <laughs> like, like people just really like the caramel corn so you yeah. just get to make people happy all night yeah. I would just like to visit $8 for caramel corn <laughs> hey, inflation, hate you. Man. I hate you. yeah but if you are a fan and you're wearing the black the white and red it. then you get it for free sometimes yeah. Yeah. it's true so I'm closing pleased. remarks what do we think I think I gave it a good effort <laughs> I wish I loved it more. I want to love it a lot more than I did. I did too, because I really, I thought it was a really pretty cover, and I had high expectations, and I really liked the description. I just it's think interesting I because the chance. way you talk about it, it sounds like you loved it. Because That's what I mean. so well. well. I told her before we came on to this podcast, I say, okay, Bethany, we're going to be positive. And so I think. But I am. But I am yeah. positive. It's not bad. I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm saying you should read this. She, we have done I'm some saying, podcasts where she's like, "This book is trash." So <laughs> I will give her well, that. It's not trash. It's not. I personally. Yeah, it's not trash. Would I have picked it up for myself as a reader, knowing what I read, knowing no. what I know now? I wouldn't probably read this book for myself, but I would recommend the heck out of this 
to a million other people, and that is Reader's Advisory. Yes. Read book if you like. <laughs> You're welcome, Melissa. Uh, yeah, but, but the same the same thing I said at the beginning. If you really love books that are incredibly descriptive in yeah. the world building that takes place in there, I mean, this is the perfect book for you, honestly. It is, and like. Everything about it is all about the way that she writes. That's what I am in love with completely. You know, I one closing thing for me, everything that you all are saying about you wanted to love it and you had such high expectations. Her next book, um, The Starless Sea, I felt that way about that book. I went into it. I love The Night Circus. So I was that expecting... That is so interesting that you say. Yeah. Have you read that book? No, because I have watched I've a lot of booktubers it. online that love this book. But they go into that book and they can't stand it. Or like, I wanted to love it. Or yeah, there was just it was it was lacking for me. And that's what they it say. Did not meet my expectations. And then people who don't like this book as much, they have the opposite. Interesting. So maybe I should. I read have that. seen that yeah. every single time that people who picked this up and loved it don't like that one, vice versa. So I'm wondering if because they're saying that that book is a book. It's like a story about stories. It is. It's it's very convoluted, and you re you really have to pay attention to that book because there's just so much. <laughs> it's like maybe, maybe not, but I want. But I I'm tempted to pick that up and see if see what I think about it then because that would be really interesting to to find out. But it's not a bad book. It's just I think the beginning really got me but I think maybe that's a lot of my fault because I should have read the physical copy and I shouldn't have listened to it I didn't approach it in the way that I should have so we'll blame that on me <laughs> yeah but I think that people should still come in and check it out you yeah. should absolutely this is this, like I said it's great and it's like people still rave about it this says 2011 when did it come out is it 2011? yeah so it it's still like people rave and love this book. Yeah, when so, we mentioned it earlier today, we could I could see Melissa. She goes, "Oh, I love that book." Yeah. <laughs> I could just see her mouth those words. Yeah, because I mean, you—it's hard not to fall in love with the way that it's written, the story, some of these characters, like you're saying. It's just the whole story. I think a lot of people have the same reaction as Kaylee does. Like, I want to go to this circus. Yeah, I like wanna, I wanted I to go to Narnia so bad yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like you this is the adult version of, of that. Story. Like, I want to go to this circus. Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. Very good. Good discussion, guys. Probably. And where can we find this book? You can, you find, can find it. Yes, on Libby and is it on over? Not Overdrive Hoopla. It is not. No, it's not. It's okay. on multiple times though. So you on Libby. So you can. Okay. You can enjoy the audiobook, which I I still recommend. Uh, the, the audiobook. Just know going in that it's uh you know it's it jumps back and forth in time, so you got to pay attention Fair to the time. Um, but the 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 narrator does a great job of. Of oh yeah, articulating. Yeah, I the book. like the narrator. Yeah. Um, it, it, the ebook is also available on uh, on Libby, mm -hmm. uh, but then of course we have the physical copy here yes. at the library as well. Yep. All right. Well, thank, thank you all for joining us. Yes. It was fun, yes. and we are going to see you guys next week. Um, what are we reading next week? I think question. we're reading a crime <laughs> thriller. We, we haven't are. read one of those in a while, I'm so I think we're going to be reviewing. Some sort of like serial killer book. But I have it started. Yes. So we will see you guys in a few weeks. Have a great day. Bye.